This is from Felon to Faith, the podcast dedicated to reaching people with a message of hope by sharing the life and experiences of Fred Matthews. My brother Fred, we are back with episode 15 from Felon to Faith podcast. Here it it is, bro. What it do, what it do, what it do, people. How How you feeling this morning, brother? Man, I'm good, bro. Awesome. Hey, I want to take a quick second and shout out the new listeners. We see y'all. Yeah, we see the you. numbers coming up. We thank see you, them creeping thank up. Thank, thank you, you for thank tuning you, thank in. Thank you, new listeners. Thank you, old listeners. But thank you, new listeners, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate yeah, it. Man. Keep for spreading sure, the word. Sure. Uh, post it up on your Facebooks, your Instagrams, whatever you can. Spread the word. Help Fred's story get out there, man. This man's yeah. got a lot to say. For sure, for sure, for sure. We appreciate the thank support. Y'all very thank much y'all. Thank y'all. Um, my dude, I've yeah. been thinking a lot, and on my other podcast I announced, and I'll go ahead and do it on this one too, that mm. I am going to compete in a triathlon. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's coming up at the end of April. I got 10 weeks okay. to prepare. I've never done anything like that before. Okay. But let me, uh, the triathlon's not really the story here. The, the story I wanted to focus on more is what kind of compelled me to commit to the triathlon, which okay. was, I, I just had this idea, I had listened to a triathlete speak. Right. Um, he, uh, he, he seemed real cool, man, and it seemed like a really challenging thing. And he had become a triathlete, like in, in his late 30s, I think, and he just kind of picked it up, right? So uh, it sounded challenging, and I thought it would be cool. So I, I mentioned it to my, to my parents. <coughs> Right. I mentioned it to my <laughs> folks, bro, and my dad said uh, my dad had basically no faith in me uh, to finish the triathlon. You know what I'm saying? He basically said I couldn't do it. He said I'd die. Is really what he said. Oh, he, he said I. Uh, he said I'd probably die trying. Oh, um, so. Look, man, that just kind of sparked that energy to, you know, when yeah. someone tells you you lit can't do something. Yeah, lit yeah. your fire. Yeah, yeah. Really. it was like, oh, well, I'm totally going to sign up now. For sure, for sure. Like, yeah. that just solidified Challenge. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that just solidified it. But look, um, I say all that to say I, I wanted to talk about a father's love, dude, because there's so many perspectives on a father's love. Now, That's real. in that instance, yeah, my dad kind of pissed me off. Yeah, my dad making me want to do this triathlon, you know, whatever. He kind of, he sparked that, that yeah. fire inside me. Right. But if I look at it from his perspective, bro, mm-hmm. he's just looking out for his son. Yeah, he just looking he, out. Like, he sees me, I, I'm not the healthiest dude, okay? I don't, I, I'm not terribly unhealthy. Yeah, you're not, you're not 20 take, no more. I'm not 20 no more. I got <laughs> yeah. three kids. I haven't been super active in a long time. And he's right. like, dude, this sounds a little <coughs> crazy. It doesn't sound like maybe the best idea for my boy to do. You know, that. so I just try to think about it from his perspective. Yeah, that's, what, like, that's I, what's underneath what he said initially. Right, yeah, right. That's yeah. what's underneath. That's he, what's underneath. He, it. he yeah, didn't say sure. that. Right. He didn't say that. That's what's underneath it, though. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. he's just, you know, that's, like, that's, that's his boy coming up with a crazy idea. <laughs> That he don't think is a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I can think of a lot of times my boy has come up with an idea that I didn't think was a good one. Oh, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) And look, it's also made me think a little bit about my younger younger kids. I've got my youngest one just turned five. And it really made me think about, I heard this one time on a podcast too, Fred, and and I'll give you a minute to try to let you see where you stand with all this. But okay. I got reminded of a, of a moment in a podcast uh, because we celebrated my, my youngest daughter's fifth birthday recently. Okay. I got re- reminded of this moment 
This woman said, we spend the first year of our baby's life teaching them to walk and talk. Yeah. And the rest of them to sit down and shut up. <laughs> they real. <laughs> we spend every day of the first year of that baby's life trying to trying teach to them to, to walk, walk and talk. And, talk. Yeah, and then real. the rest of their lives, we're trying to tell them to sit, sit down, down and, and shut, shut up. up. <laughs> That's facts. Yo, d talk to me a little bit about that. Have you ever had any instances where your dad may have sparked some kind of challenge in you? Have you ever had a thing where your dad may not have had the most confidence in you and you were able to prove him wrong? Have you ever have you ever had instances like that and, yeah. uh, and whatnot? Like, tell, pop, tell me what, what you think about that father's love, man, where I'm coming with the, the different perspectives on the father's love. Yeah, see, my pops, um, he really laid back, man. You know what I'm saying? He ain't really got a lot to say, but whatever he say is going to carry a lot of weight. You feel yeah. me? It's going to be powerful, bro. Yeah. So, um... That sounds real familiar, bro. Right, by the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that sounds real familiar. He, he he always gonna say something to get you to think. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So uh, but like as far as just something like a challenge and like that, I never really had no instances where he like didn't think I would be able to finish. Whatever. You know, of course where he I doubted you. Yeah, of course I played football and he was always on me about making sure I, you know, gave my 100 percent best effort. You know what I'm saying? When I was on the field and, and be an outstanding player, which I was. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but it was never. He never. He was never like. Oh, I don't know about this. Nah, team. nah, I don't nah, know about this nah. He, he was always. My pops yeah. always been the type to like. If, if you want it, you got to go get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you want to yeah. if you want to bench press 300 pounds, then you know you got to go to the weight room and work yeah. out. Yeah, start at two. If you want to be the fastest, you want to be Yeah, you want to be the fastest sprinter, then you know you got to go to the track and you got to put that work in. That's the type of yeah. you know pops yeah. he is. So that was yeah. always him, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I'm still and I'm like that with my kids. Now I tell my oldest when she's 6. I tell Kazai all the time, like, you have to put that work in. I'm constantly saying that, bro, because I, yeah. I heard that my whole life. You got to put that work in. You got to put the work in. put that work in. That's right. It, well, your dad, and we were talking about this before the podcast for a second. Your dad, um, I, 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 I get so much, I, I relate to him so much with my father because that's what he did. He right. put the work in put work every in. day. He yeah. put his boots on, went yep. to work. Yep. Like, Yep. Steady Eddie freaking <laughs> did it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And um yes, sir. And when you see that day in and day out just putting the work in, that makes a difference Man, when you get older. That's right? an example set, bro. Yeah. That's a, that's some foundation right there. Cause I like I think I said this before. Even even in the times when I was in the streets and hustling, I kept me a job because that's what I was used to. I was used to seeing my folks go to work. You feel me? So having a job was never was never like odd to me or whatever like that. Right, right. Um but just but that everyday grind and that that family father that fi that that father figure and that family man role that was that that he played, I didn't know back then that it was seeds planted. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But now as a family man, like I found myself in them same type of routines. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Yeah, but it takes. It, you know what I've learned so far with my kids, man. It takes a lot of intentionality with them. Cause look, man, it ain't every day that I feel like coming home and playing with them. I have that's to be real. intentional. I have to be in that. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm that's gonna. Real. I ain't gonna feel like it. That's I'm real. gonna do it. It's yeah, and I don't want to look at it like a discipline because generally when I get to doing it, I like it. Oh, I yeah. enjoy yeah, it. Sure. I have fun. But like, yeah. look, I'm wore out some days. You feel me? Yeah, I can remember the times when um, me and pops would go to Deer Lake Park. There's a park out there in Deville. Um, when we when we moved out there. Uh, the house we moved into out there had an old basketball goal that was up on the um on the tree. You feel me? Well, of course, you know, we was out there you know, as little kids, me and my cousin, and when they used to come out there, we dunking on it, we yanking on it, and it finally broke. So then we had to find a park to go to. 
But I can remember the time when Pops would actually get out there and play ball with us and, you know, and get you know get moving and everything. Yeah. And I know he probably was tired because he worked yeah. two jobs, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I so, know he was tired. Yeah. And then, you know, it would be times where, like, uh, like I said, he'll pull up to a football practice or something or he, he going to try to catch most of the game before he go to work or yeah. he just be getting off work. Right. Yeah, man. So, you know. It's just sacrifice, sacrifice, man, and it was the, that that laid the foundation, bro, for real. Yeah, I, I think I've said it on this podcast before, I think, but um, I had a guy give me some real good advice when I was young. He said, or when when I, you know, when my kids were a lot younger, he said, "Be whatever you want your kids to be." Yeah. If you want your kids to be hardworking, be hardworking. If yeah. you want your kids to be kind, you got to go be yeah, kind. That's real. If you want them to be giving, you've got to be giving. Yeah, and and it. It's true, man. Like, I catch myself so much being like my dad. Whatever he did is how I'm acting now. And sometimes some of them ain't good. Right, right. Like, some of them I catch ain't good. But But some of them I catch. Just the overall character of being a father, though. Of being a father. I emulate mine. Yeah, and and not just being a father, but being a present father. mm. Like, like Keisha got this thing she say about, like, you know, um, being present. Mm -hmm. That's important to her. Yeah. That's all she care about is that yeah. on the present. She don't care yeah. about the material stuff and the money, none of that. Yeah. You have to be present. Yeah. Well, that's know. a big deal, dude. She didn't she didn't have that growing up, you feel yeah. me? You know, so yeah, that's a big thing have... to her, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, bro. It's important. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. You know, um, we take for granted I take for granted a lot of times how how supportive my father was when I was younger. You know yeah, yeah. when I was younger and competing, my dad wasn't the doubting type necessarily, but he was so my dad's always been the kind who like takes a really he'll take a real look at it and be like, No, I don't like your chances. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he because just real. He, he just real. He's real. He just look, real. here's the deal. I've never I'm I've never been and I never will be the best, the absolute best at yeah. anything. There's yeah, always yeah, yeah. going to be someone better, stronger, faster, whatever it is. Yeah. Smarter. Yeah. 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 There's all, and there's always going to be people who aren't as fast, strong, and smart as me. Of course. There's I, always going to be the, uh, the. I think you the, set your kid up for failure when you put into them that they the best. Yeah. Because to them, that means, okay, well, I don't have to work harder. Mm. Where, mm. You, you know, if you turn the tables around. And you say, well, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. So that's not me saying that you're not yeah. good or you're not great. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's always room for improvement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That- All right, we got the story. What you got, man? So in reference to what you were saying about the triathlon, right, I was going to tell you a story that I did. Hopefully it gives you some motivation. And, uh, and, and I just want to point out that your mind, your body will do what your mind tells it to do, right? Your okay. body will tell you to quit, but your mind... We'll tell you to keep going, and yeah. then you'll be able to keep going, right, left, right, left, right, left. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. anyway, I'm uh, I'm 19 years old. Uh, I just graduated basic training at uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, right? Okay. My MOS is 63 Bravo. That's a light wheel vehicle mechanic working on the diesel engines of the Humvees, uh, the five tons, whatever, seven tons. Yeah. All right, and... um. And so I'm in ordinance school, which is uh my training. They call it uh, uh, your whenever you go to do your training for your actual job. My 63 yeah. Bravo school, right? So anyway, I'm in training, and they have this thing called Ordnance Warrior. And Ordnance Warrior was a competition, um, and you would be on like a six man squad, gun squad, right? And the mission was to go and rescue 
uh, down uh, bad vehicles. And by rescuing down bad uh, vehicles or bad vehicles or whatever, like you, you go out there, you do the little check, PMCS or whatever, it's either fixable, you know, or it's not. Right. The ones that are not, they're marked for, you know, get exploded or whatever like that. But this is all training. Right. This is all war tactic training or whatever. Yeah, sure. But it's like real, it's, it's a real situation. So yeah. it feels real. Real life scenario. Yeah, it feels so real. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you're hearing shots in the distance and all that. They got yeah. the, it's laid out. You're on the range, man. Like you're out there. Yeah. So anyway, this is the mission. You have to go do a three mile ruck run. Not a march, but a run. It's a mile and a half out. To the to the zone where the where the vehicles are yeah. that are disabled. Yeah. Right? You have to set a perimeter of security once you get there, right? Of of like I think it was three men security and the other three would do, you know, the assessments on the vehicles or whatever. You have one com one com man, the com communications guy, he's gonna be the guy to uh, communicate back to base what to do with the vehicles, whether they could be fixed or whatever. Okay. Can't fix them right then, we have to come back. Right. But we just need this team to at and least let assess. us know. You just assess it, right? So that's what we're doing. So once you do the assessment, now you have to mile and a half back. run back. But you so need this to, is pretty quick. You want to get you have the to, assessment done Well, well this is the thing. You're competing with another team, Ooh. with like two or three other teams Ooh. doing the same thing. Ooh. At the same time? At the same time. Oh. So your team, everybody on your team has to make it back for your team to win whatever place. Ooh. So if two of your team is comes in first, that don't matter. And the weakest link is way in the back. It, so you have to get your team across the line, bro. Man. When I tell you about die, bro, I was crying to get past the finish line. I was I was literally crying, bro. These are 75-pound rucksacks. You know what I'm saying? With an M16 in my hand. You know what I'm saying? My drill, my DI, he was in my ear. He was on my right side. i never forget that, dude. He's a Puerto Rican guy. He was in my right ear. He was like, bro, I believe in you. I, I want you on my team because you won't quit. You won't quit. I know it hurt. You won't quit. I, I'll go to war with you. He was saying that type of stuff. Come was, on, man. Bro, I made it to that Who? finish line, bro. Who? But it's in my mind. It was in my mind, bro. So that's what I'm telling you. When you get in that triathlon line, bro, it's going to be in your mind. You got to hit that switch. Bro. You got to hit that switch. That's so powerful to have your teammate yeah. and your, your, your war bait. Yeah, you got to have that Potential war bait yeah. right in your ear like that. Yeah, bro. That's a good story, You just got to be in, it's in your head, bro, for real. Thank you, it's brother. in your head, bro. Thank you, bro. Mm -hmm. That was my dad when I was younger, man. He was a very realist. He, yeah. Like... With, okay, so I was heavy into martial arts when I was a kid. And there would be a lot of times when I got into these higher competitions where I wouldn't necessarily have anyone in my weight class and age range. So I would have to move up and I'd have to fight heavier kids. Wow. Just because I've always been a pretty skinny kid. Mm. I've always been a pretty skinny dude. And so I'd have to move up in weight classes. And there were a few times my dad would be like, man. Yeah, this you, doesn't you look might, good. Yeah, think about that. This yeah. don't look yeah. good, yeah. son. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, <laughs> he'd be trying to coach me a little bit, give me a little tooth, yeah. you know. But it's like, yeah, any any time I ever took on anything new or whatever, two questions my pops always ask. He's still to this day gonna always ask me these two questions. For real? Yeah. Hero. Can you handle it? Are you ready? Whoo! Like they simple. I know that's just so simple, yeah. but like. That was always but you know you thing. best, and I like yeah. the way your dad phrases it. You know you best. Yeah, like if I say if I if I back in the day, I'm, all right, pop, I'm gonna try to go play football in high school. Blah, 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 you know, you ready? Can you handle it? You know what I'm saying? 
Hey, Pop, I'm going to go really? join the military. Woo, woo. Same thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with the jobs, like when I became, like when I was on the road working in the, in the uh, road construction industry and doing all that. Yeah. And I would tell Pops about, you know, the stuff that we about to do. And he, are you ready? Can you handle it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You you know, and it just, that's it, bro. You feel me? Man. Those are really simple questions. And, it, and it's a really quick and easy self-assessment. I mean, look. For the most part, I think people do know when they're ready and if they can handle it. You know what I'm saying? I, I trust people to know themselves the best. Um, I try to anyway. Like, I feel like it gets a little controlling when you start trying to say what someone can and can't do, right? And, I, and that's kind of what pissed me off with my dad about yeah. his triathlon, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of different perspectives on a father's love. Like... Like, I know for my girls, I am protective over them, yes, but I've got to try to give them a little bit of rope. Give them a little I've room, got to yeah. give them a little bit of rope and room, and I've got to, I've got to let a, I got to let them see and feel yeah. and, and lose. Yeah. I, and, uh, and, and, and I get hurt or what, you know, I obviously give, within reason, but it's yeah. just those, those, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. There's those Man, situations. I give Kaziah like hard truth. All the time, and she's only six, and I know it's, uh, sometimes it's too much, mm. but like I have to have her. I need her to understand how real it is out here. Yeah, I need her to understand that people out here will try to snatch you away from your mama while y'all in the store. So mm. you need to be vigilant. You need to be observant. Mm. Not walking around with your head in the in the in the pad. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Or, or phone. Like you need to be vigilant. It's a time and a place for everything. Right, so I I give her honest truth, raw honest truth. She know daddy been in prison for a long time. She know daddy used to be in the street. She know all that. She I never hear anything from her because I need her to understand that people out here would deceive you. Mm. Now that's me being protective, right? Yeah. But I know I can't always protect my kids. Sure. I can't protect her in the veil all the sure. time. So then my faith, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah. I, then it's then it's okay, Lord. Well, I know you got them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough situation, man, because, um, you know, those kids, I, I think one thing that I, I, one area I really need to work on with my children is, and I, and I thought about this a few times, and not just because of what my dad said, but um, if, if something were to happen to me, yeah, if something were to happen to me right now, what yeah. kind of condition am I leaving my wife and kids in? Yeah. Are they going to be prepared for that? You yeah. know, am I going to, are my kids going to be, what, it, Look, anything's possible. The Lord might call me home. I don't know. I hope not. I love life. I right, love my right, life. Right. But what kind of condition am I leaving my wife and kids in, dude? Yeah, that's a whole and I'm not talking about necessarily financially or yeah, just, with a, yeah. anything like that. I'm talking about what kind of spiritual condition am I leaving my wife and kids in? Man. Am I leaving a lasting imprint on them as much as I can? That's what I've been thinking about all week, bro. Stuff like that. That's really? crazy that you say that. Yeah, bro. Because we're mm. supposed to be the leaders, the spiritual leaders in our yeah. household. God put us as the head. So it's, it's, it's so important. Like, man, I can't even express how important it is for us to, like, be in tune. You feel me? Yeah. Like, my kids see me read the Bible sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we don't pray as a family as much. But, like, uh, those are the things that I need to implement more into my household, bro. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because I know that God lended my wife to me. Mm. He lended my two kids to me. You feel me? They not mine. They he, they are now, but he lended them to me. Mm. So in, in all honesty, I'm a steward over their lives, bro. So it's wow. important that I handle that in a wow. in a major way. 
That's you know really important, right man. That's really important. Wow. I've never really thought about it like that. But you know that it brings to mind the scripture I want to pull up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been thinking about lately. Uh, really brings to mind the scripture. Oh, well, this one for sure, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. come back to that one. I want to I wanna hit this. It's 1 John mm-hmm. um, chapter 3, verse 1. Mm-hmm. See what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what great love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. Mm. And we are. Mm. And we are. Look, we're all God's children. You know, I think about that real selfishly most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about that in terms of I'm God's child a lot of times. But you know what? My wife is God's child. Yeah. My children are yeah. God's children. Yeah. Them, them his children. I need to treat them the same. You know, yeah. do my best to treat them with that sort of that's your responsibility bro. Yes. As, as, a, as a husband and a father that's wow that's what you're supposed to be doing that's such an interesting perspective thank you for that different outlook on it fred i've never thought about it that way as being a steward to some of god's children yeah. you know i have thought about my my first and most important ministry is to my family so I have thought about that before, but I've sure. never thought about it in the context of them being God's children, and I'm trying to steward them through this yeah. time on earth. Because they're watching you, bro. They're watching you. Everybody watching you, even your wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instinctively, even though she's very independent, she's her own thinker, but instinctively sure. and spiritually, she, she's latched on to you for a reason. Mm. And, and you the head, bro. Yeah. You feel me? And it, that's a big responsibility. Yeah. You know, sometimes you think about it, it's like, am I doing enough? Am I doing this right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I think sometimes it'd be in the moments when my kids go to acting all crazy and they acting up and I'm like, am I doing this right? Yeah. <laughs> I think of that all the time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, like what, what, that's daily. Going on here? You that's know what I'm saying? But daily. that's life though, bro. That's life. That is life. That's that life. is life, man. I... Golly. So look, check this out. In Colossians 3, yeah. um, verse 19, it says, Husbands, love your wives mm-hmm. and be not bitter against them. Right? Mm. And then it says, this is, this, is, this is the guideline for a Christian household. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, there's a, a guideline to being a father, bro. Not not lined up with society's guidelines. It's totally on. opposite. Come on, you feel me? A father, a real, a real father's love, man, is gonna be really unconditional, bro. Come no on, matter what your children do, what they going through, you are there for them. Come on, man. Period. Golly, and that dude. So let's hit him with one more scripture. I've got one. To, I've got one more to hit him with then, because this goes exactly into what you're talking about, and it's back in Matthew. Yeah. Oh, golly. What is it? Chapter 18, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's chapter 18. That's right. The uh, verse 12. Mm-hmm. What do you think? If someone, and this is Jesus speaking here. Right, right. What do you think? If someone has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, won't he leave the 99 on the hillside and go and search for the stray? I mean, if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over that sheep. More than over the 99 that did not go astray. In the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones perish. Come on, man. It's our Father in heaven. He'll leave the 99 for the one, man. Because the 99 is straight. They follow him. 
You feel me? So that's that's the reason why, in, even right now in society, bro, with everything going crazy, everything looks so dark and so grim and so devilish and demonic. Yeah. But there's still a remnant of people like you and I who really mm -hmm. believe, and we really trying to keep the message going. Yeah. Because that's that's the Lord's way of leaving the ninety nine and grabbing the one. Come on. You feel me? Come on. I hope we're reaching a one out there, man. I hope we are too. Bro. I hope we're reaching pray, a one out there. I pray that we are. For real, man. I, I, I think um I think what we do here on on from Felon to Faith, man, I think it's uh I think it's really important, Fred. I think you said it best at the beginning of the podcast when you were talking about your dad. It, it, you don't like, you don't have much to say, but what you got to say needs to be heard, I feel like, man. That's what that's what I, I feel like, that. and that's why we're doing that. this podcast, bro. That's why we're doing this podcast, bro. I appreciate bro. that, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yo, you got something special for the listeners, and I want to hear it, man. Yeah, I want to hear it. Bust it out. Hey, man, first time ever, man. Um, Fred Joe the Poet is about to read a poem that I scratched the other day, man, just in my thoughts. Um, I've always written, you know what I'm saying? I've never stopped writing, ever. I just mm -hmm. don't write as much, you know what I'm saying? But right. writing for me is like a therapy. Is it always poetry? It's thoughts, poetries, notes, goals. You okay. know, it's everything that the Lord, I feel, put on my heart. I believe okay. he puts on my heart. I don't feel, I believe he mm. puts it on my heart. Mm -hmm. So I'll write it down, you know what I'm saying? I like that. And, um, like we have vision boards where we have our goals written and stuff. And like that's, right. that's, that's the type of... People we are, the family we are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I've always written, bro. So anyway, I was just, uh, you know, chilling, reading, try to read the Bible more and more, you know what I'm saying? And really just sometimes sit and just think, listen yeah. to the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, and that's aside from, like, trying to become more financially literate. Because I've sure. been trying to do that, too, at the same time. Yeah, of course. But uh, anyway, so I wrote this poem. And I don't have a title for it. It goes... I'm a mess, and so is my life. Born into darkness, yet searching for light. Hated by the world that I hate. Loved by the God that I love. I'm a mess right now, true indeed. But when the Messiah comes, he's going to clean me up. I walk with my chest out. I walk with my chin up. Not to be proud. Not because I can't be broken. But because the strength of the Lord is within me, therefore I am never hopeless, never left hopeless, never forsaken. His mercy starts where my day begins, and beloved, his grace is always sufficient. Whoo! First time ever. Whoo! Fredro the poet. Yo, yeah. you gotta put a title on that thing, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna think upon that. Yo! <laughs> I loved it. that. Appreciate it, bro. That was great, man. That Appreciate was great. It. Not because I can't be broken, bro. Yeah. Man, that's so true. The Lord uses broken people. You what you talking about? Yeah, that's who do, he bro. uses first. Yeah. Most. Yeah. I've been broken a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Still, sometimes I feel like I'm broken. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you forever going through something, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Walking this, with your chin up. Yeah, bro. bro you got to walk with your chin up and your chest out, bro. I feel like as a man in this society, like I say, as a leader, you know, it's it's not to be proud. It's not to say that I'm I'm a big bad dude. Nothing. It's just I have confidence in who I believe in. I know Come that on. the Lord with me. You know what I'm saying? He's spirit with me. I ain't worried about who going to do what to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not out here looking for no trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So, 
Yeah. Man, that's so important to remember. The strength of the Lord is what we're relying on, dude. That's, it, that's where we're at. That's what we need. How many push-ups you do? <laughs> it don't matter how it many push-ups you, push you do. I do them all day, but that don't matter. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> it's the strength of the Lord, bro. You feel me? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah, all I have. It's really important. You bring up a good point that it don't matter how many push-ups you do, bro. You know how many times I forget it don't matter the works that I do? Right, 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 bro. You know how many times I forget that, bro? It's not, it don't matter the bad works that I do, and it don't matter the good works that I do. Don't none of my works matter. It's what you none believe. of them. It's what your heart say. Where, where your heart at? Where is my heart at? No, the Lord, the Lord is going to judge us. You know, he's going to judge our deeds. Sure. But the thing is, you could be judged as a believer. Yeah. And you are going to be judged as a believer. Yeah. Or you can be judged as an unbeliever. That's right. And you are going to be judged as an unbeliever. That's right. Right? Where, where's my heart at? So where's your heart at? Where's my heart at, man? Golly. That's what I've got to worry about. That's what I've got to focus on. Yeah, bro. You you know you know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord died for you and that he rose yeah. again, that he's, he's living. Yeah. Right? That's one part of it. The other part is believing that he was really God and that God came down in the flesh. Because there's doctrine out there that doesn't acknowledge that. Absolutely. There's but doctrine. that is a part of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, have you ever thought about the humanity of Jesus? I can tell you this. I bet that dude was ripped up. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I, and I hate to say it like that dude. Like, yeah. I, I bet the Lord was like a, like a you know. You a, think he was straight jacked? Come on, man. I, you think so? You remember when he went into the den of thieves? Yeah. And the way he handled that? Yeah. <sighs> you think he was jacked? Nobody wanted to mess with him? And his demeanor is, is, yeah, is the, the way, way he, he carried carry himself. himself. See, quiet, see, quietness and patience and being humble, all that is powerful, bro. It's that is powerful. intimidating to some people. It's very, very powerful. That's intimidating to some people. For yeah, real. That's true. It is, bro. Especially well, he, to the enemy. Yeah. And the way Jesus used his words, too, um, so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, sure, talk about a man who's 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 full of powerful words. <laughs> words you know? are powerful, bro. You set the course when you start speaking certain things. Not that you could. I don't think that you could really speak things into existence per se. Yeah. I think you just set the course with how you speak. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, and, and because what you speak, you start to believe. Yeah. And what you believe, you act on, and so on. That's and right. So you set the course. But now I, I want to comment on that real quick, can yeah, I? Because. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that I run into who, who really get freaked out about negative speech. And negative speech is a bad thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. want nobody talking bad about my, my people in any sort of way. Right. But, but right. Fred, right. my belief, my God is way greater. Yeah. Than their disbelief. Yeah. You for feel sure. me? For sure. Jesus and, and the Lord and the Holy Spirit, they are greater. For sure. Than anyone else's disbelief. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. I, I agree with positive speaking. But when negative speaking turns up, know that your God is better. Mm. He's more. Yep. He is more powerful. He is almighty. Mm. He is the one. For sure, for sure. You know, he is the up. great I am. Mm -hmm. That's who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that's important to remember for a lot of people. You know, stand, stand firm on that. You have to, man. Society right now, like we always talk about, 
They're making you decide. Yeah. In society right now. Yeah. They're making you decide. Mm. Right now in California. Taking sides. Right now in California. You got parents fighting against the government because they done passed these weird laws about kids being able to transition without the knowledge of their parents. Bro, what is this? What is this? So, so again, they are making you choose sides on what you really believe in, right? Your faith is actually being tested in society. Mm. On a spiritual level, dude, I think that if it's being encouraged or uh, being allowed is bad, I agree. Especially if it's being encouraged. I, I think it goes back a couple episodes maybe when we were talking about this is the Lord's temple. Our bodies are the Lord's temple. It's a defiling of the Lord's temple. So I think that's kind of yeah. on a spiritual level where yeah. that lands for me. Yeah, it is exactly what it is, bro. And to think about it, you as a state, as a state representative, legislator, whatever, you are going to vote and allow to let a 13-year-old girl or 13-year-old boy make a life-changing decision without the knowledge of their parents? That's and you going to say that's okay? That's crazy. That's not righteous? No. Come on, man. No, it's not. What is that? It's far from it. So it's this is what I'm it. saying. The line is being drawn, bro. Look, I don't know. Here's where I... I think any sort of big life-changing decision like that, nobody should be making life-changing decisions before the age of 25. Thank you. That's my personal opinion. Thank you. Don't make no life-changing decision. I think that goes for drug use, alcohol use. I think that goes for the military. I don't know. If, If we can scientifically prove that the human brain isn't fully formed until the age of 25, why do we have kids out there fighting these wars? That's why we got a lot of dead 18 and 19 year olds. Why? The, That's exactly. Why. Because they, they out there as babies. Because they, they're easy to develop. indoctrinate. Yeah. Did you know, um, I was reading, I heard about this recently and I did a little bit of research. Did you know the, the, the United States education system was created based around making good factory workers? Yeah, and that's thrived. where the basis for they, our education they system thrived, came from. They thrived from. off of that, bro. They thrived off. That's of that. sure enough. What it does, it makes yeah. a whole lot of they good factory off workers of off the backs and off the off the ignorance of the people. Oh man! Me? So yeah, bro. And that's what, again that ties into being like in tune as a father, bro. We have to stay in tune so that we can guide our children through these yes. last days, bro. Because yes. it's wicked out here, man. It's wicked out here it's in the wicked world. Wicked out here, man. You know, wicked out here in the world. You just gotta, you just gotta, like I say, you gotta be able to know. You gotta be able to see it. You just gotta stay up on it, man. Because they don't report everything on the news, bro. <laughs> they don't. No, they don't. They don't report everything on the news, cause. And there is a spiritual war going on. We've talked about that a few on, times on the man. on the podcast. There is a spiritual There's a war lot going of on. Stuff going on behind the scenes that we ain't really have, we don't have the knowledge of. The, you know, we're not privy to that type of know how or whatever. No. So, but okay. there are some things we do know. Yeah, the Lord coming. The Lord coming. He's coming. He's coming. And, he, and we're and we're on his side. Yeah, he coming for those who really believe. That's you know right. Like again, like you say, sometimes you don't. And, and it's important. It's important to say this because this go back to what you were saying about the works. Yeah. And I know that it says, um, you know, faith without works is dead. That's yeah. That's that's what it says, and that's what it is. Yes, my so, yes. So as a human being, you have to understand that on the days when you wake up and you're going through your day and you don't feel saved, mm. you don't feel like so spiritual, you just feel mm. human. You just you you fall and you 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 find yourself having a rough day. Yeah. Maybe you didn't pray as much as you usually, maybe you didn't read as much as you usually do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in your heart of hearts, you know what you know. 
Yeah, that's right. That's going to outweigh what you feel. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It's going to outweigh what you feel. I had to think right. about saying, well, I feel like this, and I'll correct myself and be like, no, I believe. Mm, you've, you've done that a lot yeah, on the podcast, especially Whatever I speak on, bro, I'm speaking on it in my faith, and I'm standing on it. And if, on. if it takes my life, it's going to take my life. Yeah. But I'm standing on my faith, bro. Come that's on. what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I love it, bro. I love it. Yo, hey, before we wrap up, though, let me shout out a couple yeah. folks. Go ahead. I'm going to shout out my homegirl, Naomi. Uh, I talked about her last episode. Yeah, you did? Yeah, you I, did. That's, that's the homie Freddie's wife, man. That's the homie from back in the day, uh, Naomi. Uh, she, got a, she got a cake business, bro, called Baked by Naomi. Y'all can find on Instagram, Baked by Naomi, and on Facebook. She got great selections. She do custom cakes. Um, she'll deliver. You know, the homie, might, the homie Freddie might charge you a little extra depending on where you stay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But delivery but, uh, is available. But they will deliver, man. They do great cakes. They have done uh Kazaya's cakes, Nevaeh's cakes. Man, they just she just she did she just did a cake for me for my birthday, man. For it was real? awesome, yeah, man. Right on, man. Yeah, shout awesome. them out. And I uh, wanna shout out wanna shout out the homie Gabe at OPI. I'll paint it if you need your house painted, your business painted. Um same thing for JG Artisan Paint, man. Them the homies right there, man. These are these are brothers that will come and do the job, a legit job. They you know, they insure, they license. They're going to do legit work for you. Um, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook as well, JG Artisan, and I'll paint it. And then the homie KD with her penmanship. She, KD, she actually is in the prison reform arena. Come on. Yeah, bro. Come on. Yeah, I hit her up and I was like, hey, yo, can I shout you out in the, in the penmanship program in the prison reform? You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, like, yeah. People need to know that it's people out yeah. there that actually working for a better cause, bro. Right. You know and how, how can they reach KD? Um, you can find her on Instagram and, and uh and Facebook too. I forget her handle though. She gonna give me some more information too because okay, she cool. was telling me she got a different format. She got a different like I got you know, you. thing that she got. It's the same thing, but it's kind of. I got you. you. Know that's, a, so, that's that's important, man. Yeah, that's I'm gonna important. make sure I put that out there next episode, man, because people need to know that it's you know it's people listening right now that probably got some incarcerated folks, and um, yep. you you need some help. You know, maybe trying to get them transition and come back or whatever. It's people out here in the world in society that's actually trying to help the situation. Yeah, believe it or not, they are out here. And yeah. she's one of them, so shout out to her on that. Yeah. yeah Amen, sure. brother. That's one of the saddest things is, 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 is we expect it of our veterans and, and of prisoners just yeah. to come out of these crazy yeah, just okay. situations yeah, just be and okay. be A-okay. Right. Get back in society, start working, do your thing. Yeah. And and I, it's the same with both of them. I always think about that. The veterans and, and prisoners, man. Yeah, you got to start that debriefing process like way before they come home. Bro. Way before. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was, I'm ever thankful that I was able to go through the... The halfway house because that that eleven months of the halfway house was like a debriefing. It was yeah. a it was a time for me to kind of decompress. Yeah, and like like uh kind of get myself back ready for society slowly. Yeah, by being able to go to work every day for you know ten twelve hours a day, that was the only freedom I was gonna get. Right, right. right. And then once I got to a certain point, like I told you, I was able to go out on the pass every Saturday yeah. and Sunday with my family. So that's right. But that was only for a short time. So it was little increments of freedom, but right. that just allowed me to like you know really like I said decompress, bro, and just prepare me for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's got to be stimulation overload, I would think, bro, Ooh. compared to what you were in, or, or maybe Ooh. maybe. <laughs> it probably goes both ways, dude. That it's so it's so hard to fathom, man. It's, man. it's hard to wrap my head around, and that's part of why we're doing this podcast. Is I try to wrap my, I try to get your perspective. I try yeah. to get your understanding because it's so different, man. It's so different, and it's so good. Yeah, bro. It's, it's so it, good. Listen, the, the, man, I can I can remember like feeling like I was stuck in two thousand four, and it was two thousand and fifteen. I was just like, oh, oh man, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> 
Yo, the phones that y'all were getting in prison, were they were they like the nicest, newest phones? Oh, yeah, bro. Every new phone that hit the market was coming For real? through there. Straight up. We you had, weren't getting no old phone nah, phones. We, we had all those, but we had the Blackberries. We had the iPhones. We had all that. The Android, yeah, the latest iPhones. Yeah, bro, we watching had. movies. We, we learned how to Bluetooth movies to each other uh, in there. So we, we were able to Bluetooth <laughs> each other movies, and then we were watching movies in there. Man, I seen a couple movies in there. That's crazy, <laughs> I used man. to call Kishi like, hey, babe, I seen this today. She'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. When did you have time to watch a movie? You know, I'm like, you know, we just sometimes you just had them two hours to do it. You got you might have to watch in this segment. Oh man, yo, you mentioned the halfway house. Can we shout out the bus driver again, real quick? Oh, that boy Fred, man, yo. That Fred, the bus driver that didn't ask no questions. Yo, thank you, Fred. That shout was, out to thank the you, for, thank you, Fred, for allowing my boy Fred for a little bit more uh, acclimation to the real life. Yeah, you feel sure, me? The sure. life outside of yeah, yeah, a bar, for sure, bro. For sure, man. That was you awesome. allowed him that opportunity. Thank you, Fred. <laughs> Wherever you at, my dude. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back. We're trying. I think we're going to be putting one out every week now. What do you think, Fred? I think uh, we're, yeah, we, we're going to try. We we're going to try. We try to do that. Yeah, for sure. We're trying to put as many out as we can. We we love the response from you guys. Keep, keep it up. Keep spreading the word. We love y'all. Thank you. All right. Thank y'all. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Catch us in two weeks for the next episode and catch us on all podcast streaming platforms.